And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran-fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa, Bo, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa, Bo, and Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. You know the term salt of the earth? I guess I, I screw up the term. <laughs> I, I call them dirt of the earth. <laughs> I said it like the most earnest way possible. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday evening. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about what we heard from Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni this afternoon at the Novacare Complex. We've got some coaching staff updates to talk about. Then we're going to close in the second segment with Turkeys to the Draft Kingdom, one of our uh, one of our pre-draft games. Now, we are looking for two additional categories. This is the game in which Zach and I put turkeys on different draft outcomes, like are they going to pick higher than 10, exactly at 10, or lower than 10, you know, are they going to draft a quarterback? Yes or no? So if you are live in the comments, give us some suggestions. We'll pick out two to use for uh, that at the end of the show. But, uh, you know, we heard some some stuff from the the main guys in charge today. So I figure we, we send it right over to the Stone Cold Newsman himself, Zach Berman. Well, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni spoke today at the NovaCare Complex, and we will get to what they said. As far as the news, the Eagles completed their coaching staff today with internal promotions and outside hires. The internal promotions included DK McDonald, who's now the team's defensive backs coach, replacing Denardo Wilson. He got promoted from assistant. Kevin Patuo was given associate head coach, just a change in title, no change in responsibility, still the pass game coordinator. Tyler Scudder. Now the assistant linebackers coach. The additions are Mike D'Angelo, the team's defensive quality control coach. Taver Johnson, now the team's assistant D-backs coach. Ronnell Williams, the first team's first Nichols coach. Tyler Yelk is the assistant to the head coach. And the hire that trumped the Jalen Hurts news at a press mm -hmm. conference today. Three questions about a senior associate defensive coach before before anything was asked about the franchise quarterback being paid a record-setting contract. That shows how you move the needle. And not just that, we will get to this in the analysis portion of the show. Fascinating mechanics from the Eagles, where <laughs> pulling, pulling the announcement from the website, we'll get to that. Matt Patricia, 
Bo's favorite assistant coach, favorite former head coach, so much so that Bo tries to look like him on camera with pencils in his ears. Now the <laughs> well, I'm one upping him. I've got two. He's only got one. I'm much more man. I'm a much more football guy than he is. Defensive coach. So uh Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. Oh, my, my pencils are also bigger, if you'll notice. So <laughs> Nick, Nick trying to round out his coaching staff with with experience, head coaching experience, high-level coordinator experience, and he chooses someone who uh a team captain very vocally uh criticizes and holds a grudge for to everyone he meets. Hello, Nick's my name is Slay and I hate Matt Patricia. <laughs> Nick Sirianni says he spoke to Darius Slay. He said he said he spoke to Matt Patricia, but this will be a fascinating story to monitor in the coming weeks and months. We will discuss it here on the show. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Okay, Zach, let's talk about Matt Patricia because what a coup this is. For Jalen Hurts, yes. What a coup this is. Uh, let me read you the uh, DVOA finishes of Matt Patricia's teams and units since he has become a coordinator. 2022 Eagles offense, or sorry, Patriots offense, finished 24th. Uh, 2020 Lions, as a team overall, finished 27th. On defense, his specialty, they finished 32nd. Uh, 2019 Detroit Lions, 21st overall, 23rd on defense. 2018 Detroit Lions, his first year in charge, 23rd overall, 21st on defense. 2017 Patriots defense. We all remember that Super Bowl performance and what a defensive game plan they put together. This is the job that this is the performance that got him the the Lions job. They finished 31st in defensive DVOA. The year before that, 16th. The year before that, 11th. The year before that, 12th. The year before that, 20th. The year before that, his first year as a coordinator, 17th. Uh, this man has never coordinated a top 10 unit in anything. Uh, he hasn't had a an above average unit since 2015 or 2016, rather, when they finished 16th, barely top half. Um, listen, we don't know what the scope of his responsibilities are. So maybe this is a, like a lot of complaining for a guy who he's yeah. having a soft landing to um, and he's going to be just writing up reports and he's not going to be in the building. Nevertheless, it is. Uh, such a glaring reminder of like the incestuousness of NFL coaching circles, the uncreativeness about filling out these roles, the cronyism. It's just, it, and, and don't sell me on this guy's got head coach experience because we asked Nick Sirianni about that when he put his initial staff together. He said he didn't need it. He had uh, guys in his Rolodex he could call, including Frank Reich. And guess what? They had two great years without a guy on staff with yeah. head coaching experience. So don't give me that. Um, maybe it is because you've got a, a relatively inexperienced defensive coordinator in Sean Desai. You want somebody to bounce things off of. But like, and and maybe part of the problem is the Eagles were late to getting to put their defensive staff together because they were in the Super Bowl and and most of the other hires had been made. However, knowing like what Darius Slay says about this guy. I feel like it is so short-sighted and like you are just inviting drama for a guy who based on merit does not deserve any special favors. So to your point there about the drama of it, I mean, clearly the Eagles were 
aware of this because they did not announce him as part of the staff. They put a picture on the website with the staff. Tim McManus from ESPN notices it, tweets it out. Then they go on and they delete the picture from the website. And then they, they do this whole thing during the press conference that he hasn't been hired yet, but it's leaning toward this direction. And then a source tells Adam Schefter during the press conference that it's official. So, so it was, so, so, so clearly there was something that look, I'm, I'm not like outraged by it because it's, it's a low leverage. Well, like it's, it's, it's a senior assistant defensive coach. My point to this here is for the reasons that you mentioned, right? Like the baggage associated with this, is this really where you want to exhaust your equity? You right. know, like I, 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 I why I, is this who you're going to bat for? Yeah. I, I, I tell my son all the time, like we go to five below. Okay. This is, I'm giving a personal thing. We, we go to five below, uh, on like certain uh, weekends and he's allowed to pick out one thing there and he like scans the whole store and I'll be like, make sure you make this worth it. Right. Cause this is going to be your one present for the further, for the, for this month or whatever. And so my, so, so point being like, you know, do you really want to exhaust that on, I, on, uh, on Matt Patricia, there, how, how many recycled coaches are, out there who could fill this role. Do you have to find the one who your defensive captain openly like despises who your <laughs> fan base has an issue with? And again, this is not like personal with Matt Patricia and that I, I, I don't know him. He might be like value added to the staff. I'm just saying for what that job is, senior assistant defensive coach, there has to be someone out there who's a little like less polarizing that do you have to use the equity that you've created from the Super Bowl run on like, this is where I'm going to plant my flag, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's silly to make so much of this, but yeah, exactly. That's my it point. like legitimately makes me question their decision-making. Like, so like I very, what we're doing, we're, we're, we're going to bat for Matt Patricia. I, I very seldom like laugh at press conference questions. Right. Because, um, but when there were three questions about Patricia before Jalen before Jalen Hurts' question, I left, and and it's like this is this is what they invited, but you know this isn't like the media overplaying. Like this is what they well, also invited. if they had just announced him with the original staff, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. It was yeah. that it was the great job by Tim catching that they had yeah. the thing. Like yeah, but uh, so point being, and, and I look, I don't, I'm not comparing this, I'm not comparing this to Riley Cooper, right? That that's like a much much mm. different thing. But I remember when the Riley Cooper thing happened, uh, my my reaction was like, "Is this where Chip Kelly wants to exhaust his equity? Like, like right. this is what he's he's, he's going to stand up for?" And it's like, "This is I, sh I shouldn't even have brought that up." My point being that yeah, like, I see what you're saying though. It's like, like uh, yeah, yeah. Of 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 all the things you know, you made the Super Bowl. You're rolling. There's all this good. You know, you just signed your quarterback. Everyone in this town loves the Eagles. There's not a bad thing that people are saying right now about the Eagles and like, you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to use this goodwill okay? and I'm going to hire a senior assistant, a senior defensive assistant who my captain doesn't like, who my fan base mocks. Right. And then I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. And try to slide in. Right? They'll, they'll never notice. So, so that's the part of it that I, that's the part of it that just doesn't add up to me. But again, from like a, uh, if I take a step back, it's not it's not that big a deal. Like there are so many more important things going on with the Eagles than this. To me, it's just almost comical that that like this is how it transpired.
And just think about it though. Like we know Slay, we know his personality. Yeah. Like this is not a guy who's going to like, you know, I, I asked Nick about whether he has talked to him about it. And he said, yeah, of course, like you, you know, you, you run through everything like that. And I'm sure that like, you know, Slay is like whatever, but like if there's any hands-on coaching being done by Matt Patricia with players, Slay is going to tell guys in the locker room, don't listen to anything that guy says, like <laughs> F that guy. Like he almost, he tried to ruin my career. Like it, it's wh why? <laughs> that, yeah. That's why. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. Well, yeah. I mean, people are in the comments. We've got lots of people saying bad vibes already. I don't, it's hard to argue with that, but uh, yeah, I do look forward to listening to Slay's next podcast. Uh, all right, Zach, what else did we learn? And I think, you know, Howie Roseman's quote, was telling here uh, in him saying that, uh, am I going to give you any honest answers in this pre-draft press conference? The answer is no. So take that, like everything that he said today with a grain of salt. But what were the things that uh, that jumped out to you that, that, that you thought were interesting? Well, well, let's start with the Hurts contract. This was the yeah. first time anyone with the team ad addressed it. And I thought the way they framed it as a win-win, at least in April 2023, it is a win-win. It's a win for Jalen Hurts in that – he gets a $255 million contract and the highest average annual salary in the NFL. Uh, so that's, that's clearly a win, right? And it's, it's a win for the Eagles in that he was willing to do this deal. Now he didn't wait to see how, how the market was, was set up. Uh, you know, he, 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 he could have planted his flag and been like, I want to see what Burrow makes. I want to see what Herbert makes. I want to see what Lamar Jackson makes. Right. He, he did not do that. He was willing to get a deal that that worked for him, like we talked about on, on Monday, and that it was structured in, in a way that allows the Eagles to build talent around him. And, and part of that is because, as Howie mentioned, Jeffrey Lurie, you know, as there's there's bonus money in, in there that they can spread out over the life of the deal. But uh, bottom line, this this was a win-win. I, I thought a good quote in there today was when there were two questions about if the money will affect Jalen and if they had conversations about it and how he said something along the lines of, and I want to be careful paraphrasing Howie here um, said, said something along the lines of, yeah, the conversation was it won't affect Jalen. Uh, so, so, so they have utter conviction on the player. And then I thought even probably the most interesting thing that he said was a Bo Wolf question. And Bo was one of the stars of the press conference today for anyone watching. What I already saw mean? There's people in the who watch the press conference apparently who who I I was reading the comments when you were talking earlier who who want a discussion about your power move over Dave Zangaro. Now I did, I do I felt bad about that one. I did not I did not know that Dave was trying to ask a question. It's because the yeah, two it's of them the were just side. the two of them on yeah. the podium were just joking with each other. I yes. thought they were it was like a, a laugh break. Yeah, so I, it was a chance for yeah. me to get in. I didn't realize that Dave was in the middle of a question. Now, so so Bo asked a question that, that that's that's been a topic on Birds with Friends since the Super Bowl, which was, will Jalen Hurts' play have to change now, or, or or will they approach that differently? Something along those lines. And Nick said, I don't know if he thought of this on the spot or if they prepped him for this line, but yeah, just, I, we did not pay him more to play him less. And the point being that. Jalen plays this way, earned this contract is this way, and they're going to keep playing him this way. Yeah. Now, I mean, 
he did say he did acknowledge that like this is a thing that they have to talk about yes um and it's not like i, I don't think the changes come in like asking jalen hurts to play differently yeah. i think the changes come in uh in the personnel you build in the plays that you call and like you don't have to you know every 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 run doesn't have to be a read option it can you can you know, like yeah, yeah. tell him hand the ball off and also like if there are guys it, it, the more that Jalen improves as a pocket passer, the less he has to run, right? And I think we all expect some of those improvements to continue happening just because we've seen him get better every single year. Um, I think some of this is sort of natural as, as he also gets older, but it is definitely a thing that they need to think through when they have the offseason to to really think about big picture stuff. And on my, on my drive home, I, I listened to, uh, I heard Ike, Ike, Ike Reese talking about this. They played your question. Actually, their top takeaway of the press conference was Bo's question. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, Jack Fritz is, is a big Bo guy, as we know. Um, but uh, Ike Ike agrees with with Bo. Ike was saying he doesn't like how how much Jalen runs, and he says they can say this now, but they won't say it if Jalen has a broken leg. Right? Then they'll change the way he plays. Uh, I I don't think there's there's going to be a big difference, maybe like a marginal difference. But I think you're as I've said you're signing up for the Jalen Hurts experience. This is why you pay Jalen Hurts because he is a dynamic player and any less dynamic doesn't make, he's not the same player. So uh, that's, that's the way I view it, but we've had this conversation for weeks and we'll probably have it for months. Hmm. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. As far I, as the I, draft. I, yeah. I just think, I just think there's like, you know, let him, let him play like that in the playoffs. Let's, let's yeah. keep the bigger picture in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll ask you this. Uh, oh, uh, well, are, are we finished with uh, Jalen? Because, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, a so an interpretation that I don't know if it was just brought up by hosts uh, as I was scrolling through the channels today, um, for to incite calls, which is in honesty what their job is to do. Uh, but I, I saw this on social media too. Uh, was people interpreted Howie Roseman's comments that mean Bijan Robinson isn't play at ten? How did you interpret that? And what comment do you want to share? Well, let's see. Here's here's what he said. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. I okay, felt like yeah. that was the vibe I got from, yep. from it on Twitter. So uh, so how he was asked uh, by Ruben Frank about like the, the, the philosophy of drafting running backs and linebackers in the first round, how he said, I think the most important thing when you're picking in the first round, certainly when you're picking 10, is that you get a unique player. I think there are so few unique players in any draft that if you start picking by position and not based on the quality of the talent, then you really get a chance. So if you pick up by position and you pick a player who's not any good, then it's not going to be a good pick anyway. I think the most important thing for us here is that we utilize this opportunity to get a unique player for our team. Certainly not planning to be picking at this point in the near future. Uh, obviously things happen, but we're not planning for that. So we understand how important it is to get this right. And how do you get, how you get it right is you make sure you get a unique player. So listen, um, I think that, Keeping in mind, A, the thing that Howie also said about he's not going to say anything true in this yeah. press conference, right? Um, I think that Howie has a joke with himself every year about, like, how how many people can I get to believe that I might draft a running back in the first round sure. this year? And, like, watch me do it over and over and over again. Oh, high in the first round. Because I, I think 30 is a different conversation. I think it's a different story, yeah. yes. Yeah. But yeah. I think okay. it's I think it's yeah. like a little, a, a little fun game for him to play yeah. with himself. Uh, like there's the uh, Hallie Grossman ESPN story on Bijan Robinson that dropped today, and it leads with an anecdote of like Howie and Bijan in their 
uh, official pre-draft meeting. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, what he's saying is true, right? Like you're not going to you're not going to take a player who you have graded sure. as a worse player because of the position. But I think they're factoring everything into account. I also think that at ten, they're not going to be in a scenario where there is nobody who they view as a a an impact player, a unique player at a position of value. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does happen, then the calculation changes, and you and you you probably think to yourself, if you're Howie Roseman, now is a chance for us to trade down if there mm -hmm. are um, if there are offers available at least, right? I don't think. It's very hard for me to believe that there's any scenario in which they sit at 10 and draft Bijan Robinson. Unique as he is, you know, impactful as he is, I don't think they would ever view that position at that spot as meriting the pick. Now, let's say, you know, it goes off the board where the corners are off the board, the, the offensive linemen they like are off the board, and the defensive linemen they like are off the board, and they move down to 18 or something like that and Bijan Robinson is still on the board and they don't love anybody else. I don't think that that's crazy, but I just, I, at 10, I cannot, I cannot see it. Yeah. So I agree with you there. I, I don't see it at 10. I, uh, you could talk me into it in a trade down situation. Uh, but a, a few things here. I, I know I butter, butter, I, I butter bow up on this show, but I do believe when I say this is, I say this with, uh, with 100% conviction and honesty here. Outside of Dane Brugler's The Beast, the best draft content in the past week and a half from where I sit has been Bo's draft analysis, basically, the historical analysis. And I, I'd recommend everyone go back and, and read it. And one thing that should affirm is that to get high-level players at premium positions, where are they coming from? They're coming from high in the draft. Like the, the chart that Bo had, uh, with with those high level players, it was skewed toward premium positions at the top, right? So if if you want to get an impact offensive lineman or an impact uh, defensive lineman, you know, yeah. either edge rusher or defensive tackle, you're you have a very you have a much harder chance of doing it outside of the top fifteen in the draft than than any, now it's possible and it's possible to miss. I I, I get all that. But your chance of landing those players is in the top half of the draft. Howie Roseman said today well, what we've been saying on the show. They're not expecting the draft this high in a, you know, for a, a long time here, right? They could have a bad season at some point. Who knows? But they, they I don't want to say lucked into a top 10 pick here, but they didn't earn a top 10 pick. They made a trade. The trade worked out swimmingly for them. They have a top 10 pick. Uh, they, from where I sit, they're going to use this pick to land to, to try to get a unique player at a premium position. The same way we've we've said it before. Their next Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham or Lane Johnson, right? The, the, the guys who've lasted long here, core players, top half of the draft players at premium positions who are with the team a decade later. I'm not saying they're going to land a 10-year player. Those are rare in, in the league. But their goal here is not to find the player who improves the championship odds next year. It's the player who's going to be a core player at a premium position for a long time. And that is not running back. I think that's right. I do think the, I mean, maybe this is just overreading one word that they use, but like the word unique in terms mm -hmm. of like parsing out who they might prefer. I would have, I, I, I'm, I'm on the, I have been on the fence on who I think is their like 
their fallback plan at 10 between Lucas Van Ness and Nolan Smith, who I think would be like if if uh, if Paris Johnson and Christian Gonzalez are off the board and they can't move up for Will Anderson or Jalen Carter and they have to stick and pick, my guess is it would be one of those two guys. And I was sort of leaning Van Ness because I think the the fit is cleaner. But in just in like the unique framing, Nolan Smith is like a more unique athletic profile. I don't know. Just a just I mean, a thing I mean, that yeah. is bouncing around my mind. Yeah, I I, I could see that. I, I've been thinking a lot recently about the draft 10 years ago, okay? Uh, and the first round there where it, it went Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, Deion Jordan, then Lane Johnson. So three offensive tackles went at the top. And Lane Johnson turned out clearly to, to be the best of, of the three. And going into that draft, Lane was the least polished of the three, right? Luke Jokel was the the, the best college mm-hmm. player uh, of of those three. Eric Eric Fisher was kind of a, a combination, had, had size, had experience, right? Um, but Lane had traits that were off, off, off the charts. And Lane turned into one of the best offensive tackles in recent NFL history. So uh, I'm not saying that's always the case, but I think what, what the Eagles are going to look for at, at that spot are traits that are really hard to find. And then they're going to have time to coach this guy up. Yeah. I think that's- also because like, the, and how he said this, their roster is good enough to compete right now. Um, so they have the luxury of drafting someone, whether it's Paris Johnson at offensive tackle who visited this week, according to Mike Garofolo, okay, or like a, a Lucas Van Ness or a Nolan Smith, someone who 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 they have time to develop, right? Who who might not be the player now that he's going to be three years from now, but the the scenario that that I think that worry. Or where, where teams make a mistake early in the draft is when the guy they pick is not going to be much better three years from now than he is now. Like he's he's maxed out, mm-hmm. and it's no knock on 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 those players, but there are some guys, and you you used to hear this at, at times, by the way, about Alabama guys. Like they were so well coached that like there wasn't another gear for them. And I'm not saying that's the case with Alabama guys, but point being that uh, what. You, what you're looking for is who has the chance to be the best player in this draft or from this draft three years from now. Okay. Well, we've got some fun, uh, you know, reasons to talk a little bit more about what we expect the Eagles to do coming up after the break. But uh, before we get to that, Zach, anything else from the press conference there that you think is worth bouncing around? I thought that, you know, the, yeah. the answer about Jalen Carter was sort of a non-answer. Yeah. Um, so n- no need to spend time on that. I think that all comes, you know, Howie Roseman shouted out Dom DeSandro as like, the guy who's going to give them clearance there or not. We'll find out whether or not they have that. Um, Howie and Bo are both ageists. We confirmed that. Yeah, I don't know that he, I don't know that he came down all the way on that side, but you know, he okay. talked about it intelligently. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he made a passing remark, how many old guys were in this draft, uh, which stands the reason because of COVID there's uh, you know, players had 60 years because of lacks of transfer rules that have laxed. Players are staying longer or developing later in their careers, getting more opportunities as seniors than maybe they they would have five years ago. And uh, I put I I put the numbers into a spreadsheet. Thanks thanks to Dane copying pasting all the players Dane has profiles on. So Every not the rest. One. You, well, he he has the chart at the beginning of each position, right? Where he has he took all has of them, the, wow. 
Yeah, I took I took all of them. I didn't do the 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 other players because those players don't have ages. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, they're so, all. None of them have ever been born. They're all. <laughs> well, no, they don't have listed ages, but all the other ones. So, so like the four hundred and whatever the average age of players featured by Dane this year is twenty three point oh one eight. The median age is twenty three point oh six. Uh, average age of players Dane featured in two thousand nineteen, which I picked out because it was a pre COVID year, uh, was twenty two point five seven. The median age was 22.59. So they're about a half a year older on average and the median age than they were in the draft in 2019. Mm. Interesting. And and so Howie said, by the way, I, I, sh I, sh I should give Howie's quote here. Uh, he said, this is definitely something they consider. He said, you learn from your experience. And he kind of, it was a, it was a veiled reference to Danny Watkins yeah. that they learned from the, the Danny Watkins experience. He focused more on college performance, right? Not on the predicted age curve in the NFL. His his take was that if you're a 23-year-old competing against an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old, then you're, you know, 20% stronger than the 18, 19-year-old. Like like you're farther along, you should be almost superior in that in that competition. So, that's one thing to consider and then the age curve in the pros is also something to consider and, and I don't want to speak for you, Bo, this is what you you usually uh, uh, I guess talk about, which is say you're looking at defensive ends or edge rushers rather in this draft. Keon White is 24. BJ Ojolari is 21. Like BJ Ojolari, and he just turned 21 in April. Uh, will BJ Ojolari be the player at 24 that Keon White is now? Like that's, and when, when that player hits free agency, he's 25, 26 as opposed to 28, 29. So, yeah, I actually I actually care much less about the like when they hit their second contract than okay. the contextualizing of the college performance. Um, Interesting. Like, okay. You know, a, a, a perform a equal performances at 23 and 21 are, you know, the 21 year old performance yeah. is much more impressive. Um, and also, like. When do they break out? Right. It's, yeah. it's if it's like a, a fifth year senior who finally gets his big, big year, it's, it's a little bit less impressive. It's all I mean, it's all about. All of these, all of these bets are low percentage bets. You're just trying to increase the odds wherever you can, and I think you know history has borne out that 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 is the truth. That like, you know, I mean, just look at the the those the numbers of of, of the the ages of the elite the elite players when they come in. Yeah, I also thought Howie made an interesting point about the uh, you know the the, the lack of contributions from from the rookie class last year. Uh, I think this is a good answer from him. And yeah, and, uh, it, yeah, yeah. Where he said that they can't like realistically expect their team to be as healthy next year as it was this past year. Right. He said so, he said it would be like at at the very best naive and and worse yes. than that. Right. Yeah. So they are going to need if if they draft someone who's who is a backup, um, they might you know they're going to need that guy to contribute. Think of Landon Dickerson in 2021. Wasn't drafted mm -hmm. the start, but was the starter in week two. Right. So, uh, so, so, so that is something to think about here that uh, that depth chart could change pretty quickly because last year was an atypical year as far as the team's health. And then the last thing uh, that he, he talked about that I think is maybe worth noting is, is I, I thought he gave a good answer on, um, like the philosophy of potentially trading future draft picks, yeah, I thought so. um, for current picks this year, that it's less about, um, you know, like, oh, we want to, we want a fifth round pick. And so let's send a future fourth or whatever it is. And more about like the actual grades of the players. Like if, if there's a player on their board still available in the fifth round who they have a, 
like a high fourth round grade on, then they're comfortable sending a future fourth round pick because it's it's about the grade of the player. And that sounds sort of intuitive and obvious, but I think it's a good it's it's good that that's the way that they're thinking, right? That it's it's not about yeah. like we need pick volume, and it's about like let's let's wait and see when when value matches what what we think it is. Agreed. So so as if you want to take an example, last year say they did not have a third round pick, and Nicobe Dean had a clear second round grade for them, like mm -hmm. or I don't know if he had a first round grade, but they were considering him at the Cam Jurgens pick. They said right. it was down. If if you believe it was down to Jurgens or Dean, and they went with the offensive lineman, um, then that would be a situation where they would rationally trade your second rounder the next year because the value on the board matches the pick that you're giving up. Mm. Okay. Uh, Zach, have you gone through the turkeys to the kingdom prompts? Not at all, gonna, but I think that's gonna do, what's going to make yeah, I'm gonna do You're going to do it live. Going to do it live. Okay, let's uh, let's just I'll decide on during the break on the, the two that we're adding and otherwise okay. you have the other ones in front of you. So, we'll take a little oh, bit of a Oh, wait, can I mention something real quick today? Please do. Shout out to the Wolf family. Uh, oh, yes. because UConn hockey getting a shout out from Nick Sirianni. Nick N Nick now, thought that I was Nick like was a front runner. He thought that I was like pulling a pimp move that like he, he thought that I went to UConn and I was wearing a UConn <laughs> polo because I was trying to like brag about having won the national championship game. And he was speculating about that on the stage. Oh, so I thought was, he just thought you were just like you just got the shirt of the national championship team. No, I think he was. I think he was thinking that I was like bragging because I uh, went yeah. there or something. Oh, like that. Okay, he was gotcha. like, oh, look at like look at this move that this guy's yeah, pulling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so no, I said, no, it's my my sister's a hockey coach. Yeah. That's my hockey team. So. So, so shout out to UConn Hockey there. Yes, there you go. All right, let's take a little break. Come back. Turkeys to the draft kingdom. Bo versus Zach, just as it should be. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Bozak and Marissa. Marissa, I'm sorry. We haven't even we haven't even spoken to you. No, that was an excellent conversation. Um, I loved how fired up Zach was about the Patricia stuff. Um, interesting to hear what Howie and, and Nick had to say about the draft. It was great. I was loving it. I have a question for you. Uh, has Michael ever played for a coach he hates? Um... It's I think he has. Um, I won't name the coach. It is no one in Cleveland. Okay. Um, years, years ago. No, 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 no. Years ago. And I don't think this coach um, coaches in the NFL. I, I wonder, like, but that's got to, like, how much does that affect you? I mean, especially especially I, as a guy who's, like, trying to make a living, you know? It definitely affected him. Um, and I know it affected a lot of his uh, teammates even mm. more. Um I heard Michael say stuff about him, this coach, but um, 
yeah teammates said even worse things so mm. um yes no one in cleveland um someone years and years ago <laughs> but yeah it's, it's definitely not pleasant and it's not like someone's hard like obviously like coaches are hard but there's a difference between someone inspiring you and motivating you and still being hard and then someone just being an a blank right just a b1 right yeah exactly. i think i know who he might be talking about well, we could discuss post-pod. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like a, a Michael consensus. I think it's like okay. yeah, yeah. a Everybody. lot of, a yes, lot of yeah. people have, have uh, uh, a lot had of this people. experience. Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we feeling otherwise? Good. Feeling good. Um, right. Yeah, I have a um, my like family baby shower this weekend with my sister. Oh, um, nice. So that will be nice. So yeah, just hanging in there. I hope, bring, I hope you bring lots of towels. Why? Since it's a, it's a shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, you know, you know me, I, I, uh, you know, and my towel use. Exactly. And you get <laughs> one, one towel per shower. Exactly. So. Zach, yeah. have, have you done, uh, you guys done potty training with Sloan yet? A while ago. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. how much older than Jane is she? What is she? as soon as four she'll turn yeah. five in january oh she's four yeah. she's way older yeah, she's yeah way okay. older I, for some reason i thought it was a little bit closer than that yeah okay yeah we're doing we're doing we're doing yeah. jane this weekend how's that going very well we're no, starting tomorrow, tomorrow. Keeping, her, keeping her home tomorrow have you been prepping it i mean generally speaking she's interested mm-hmm. good but she I want all she, she lives hard man i don't know it's good <laughs> you need to tell me what works what doesn't work it, yeah. do, it was very easy with casey but we'll see Nothing is easier with Jane. <laughs> All right, Zach. Turkeys to the Draft Kingdom. Uh, this is, you know, many people would say the uh, least prestigious of the three major pre-draft games. Uh, I am the defending champion, but you know, no, no big shakes there. Um, I think it goes, it goes duck, duck, juice at the top. Uh, the uh, Owl You Know draft, which we'll do next Tuesday. That goes number two. And then Turkeys for the Draft Kingdom. Now, last year, we also did a pre-draft swooper. Maybe we can talk about doing that as well okay. um, on Tuesday. we got to get as many games in as possible. But this is the game uh, wherein we have a bunch of different prompts. And you and I will wager our turkeys on what we think the likeliest outcomes are. There are 10 questions, 100 turkeys per question. That means 1,000 turkeys 2,000 between the two of us are about to be doled out. Are you ready? Out of question, out of curiosity, can I carry any turkeys over to next year? Will they collect interest? Will they, can no. I use them? Okay. These are use them or lose them. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, to make it fair, uh, I'll, we'll alternate who reads their turkeys first. Uh, you don't have to worry. I'm not looking for competitive advantage here in this game. So I don't I'm mind. Sorry, we, that doesn't matter. The rules are, I mean, we're still okay. playing. Okay. fair way yeah okay whether or not you think you want to win okay i mean we're trying to trying to be fair here all right the first question the eagles very first pick of draft weekend will be either higher than number 10 meaning uh meaning before number yep. 10 lower than number 10 technically it will be exactly number 10 or it will be after number 10 I will go first. I have 40 turkeys on a trade-up higher than number 10. I have 51 turkeys on exactly number 10, and I have nine turkeys on a trade-down from number 10. Got a 
Wow. Got to stay true to my my Howie Roseman beliefs. Uh, I have 40-20-40. So I, I have – I don't think they're going to be drafting at number 10. I think this will either be a trade up or a trade down. Okay, but you don't have that many turkeys on lower. On a trade down, you've only got 20 turkeys on it. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I, I You mean 40-40-20? Yes. Sorry. 40-40-20. Yeah. Oh, sorry. interesting. So 20 that they stay the same. Just yeah, to clarify. You only have 20 turkeys on, on staying at number 10. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. I think staying at 10 is a very, I mean, I think they could, I don't think that's that crazy. Oh, I, I don't think it's that crazy either. Okay. Wow. Think. You both have 40 on a trade up. That's disappointing. That's all right. All right. Next up, we have their second pick. Their second pick, number 30. Will they be drafting? Will it be a trade up? Will it be a trade down? Or will they stay and pick at number 30? You, your turn to go first. Okay, so I need to reverse the way I, I, I wrote this here. Uh, 10 for trading up, okay. 70 for trading down, 20 mm -hmm. for, staying, uh, for staying at 30. Man, I was hoping I was going to have a, I was going to have an advantage here because I went high on trading down, but you still trumped me. I have zero on trading up, zero. Wow. 65 on trading down and 35 on picking at 30. I think they would. Now, obviously, what they do at 10 affects things here. Yeah. If they did trade down from 10, then I think they probably exactly. do stick at 30. Uh, there is that nice advantage of the extra 50-year option. You can maybe, you know, if you're taking an upside swing. But I think that I, I, I feel very confident that they would like to trade down from 30. We'll oh, I, I, I agree with that. The, the thing that I, I considered here was, like you said, if they trade down from 10, okay, and right. they draft a guy at, like, 15 or or. or Let's and they have extra picks here. Maybe they're at thirty and someone's there at twenty-five who they were considering at fifteen. Yeah, I think and that's definitely like, possible. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Let's let's move up five spots. We get two of these guys we were thinking about. You know, maybe that that's this guy Kalia Kansi or something like that won't be there at 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 thirty. So something to think about. Although I did um, Sam Farmer's mock draft flex where like mm. you you each and I was the. The picker at 30, and Cansey was on the board. That's what I took. I don't know. He's a very um like all over the board kind Polarized, of guy, right? Yeah. 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 Like I don't I don't no I don't love I don't see it with Cansey. He didn't impress me. And he's I mean, aside from the tiny arms, like that's a tough bet. I don't know. Okay. He can get to the quarterback from the interior, and that's maybe I, I well, he could in college. We don't know that he can do that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. You know. you I, love I, your time. I was, no, I was disappointed you, because I I felt like I was going to be in on him. Like I like I love the idea of a short squatty guy, but the arms are like that's a drop right there. Really, yeah. really short. Like yeah. historically so. And I just I wasn't impressed with what I watched. I don't know. He so didn't out have of curiosity, any, any top thirty visits either, right? Like, yeah, I saw that. That really surprised me. Yeah, people are saying um, Nick Baumgartner was on our um, Jets podcast this uh, this afternoon, and he was saying that he doesn't know if that's like teams just being like you know coy and not knowing where other right. teams have him. Um, but he did not take any top thirty visits. That's interesting. Now it's now it's interesting to me, Bo, that that you're so down on Kansi, but you're high on 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 Tommy Adebare. Uh and I understand the arm length is 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 different, but 
Kansi has like a demonstrated ability to get to the quarterback, whereas Adebare is more of a projection in that area. Yeah, but he's a better athlete. The, the measurables, measurables are better. Well, I, I mean, I yeah. A, I mean, Kansi's a really good athlete too, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I see in the chat here, six foot 281. It doesn't get it done on early downs. I agree. I'm not drafting Kansi to be your first down run stopper. I'm I'm, I'm drafting Kansi to to affect the quarterback on on passing downs, right? I mean that's that's yeah. a a premium role for me. All right, Zach. Over the course of draft weekend, will the Eagles have six draft picks as they currently are scheduled to do? Will they have fewer than six picks, or will they have more than six picks? It's my turn to go first. Yep. I have 53 turkeys on more than six picks, 40 turkeys on exactly six, and seven on less on fewer than six. I have uh, five, 15, and 80. 80 on more than six? Yes. Or on 80 exactly on more six. Than six. 15 uh, on exactly. Oh, interesting. Wow, yeah. you're going big. Yeah, you got a shot for some big or, swings here, Zach. Oh no, I'm sorry. Wait. Why is this so <laughs> difficult? Because I tried doing it during the break when I was listening to your ad here. Well, um, you probably shouldn't have been listening to the ad. <laughs> You've heard it uh, three times this week. No, exactly. No, it's 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 not this exactly six is eighty. Yeah. I was looking at Oh, you have eighty on exactly six. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Five, I thought 15, you had 80. that on more than six. Oh, wow. No, no, no. The way I, I, I read it here is fewer than six, more than six, exactly six. Right? So five on fewer than six, 15 on more than six, 80 on exactly six. Wow. Okay. Wow. You're going big on the, on the status quo. All right. Well, I can see them trading back and trading up. Right. I mean, all you're talking about is, is the net, not the. Yeah. So. Yeah, but if you're so confident they're going to trade down from 30 that you went 70 turkeys on it, don't you think they're going to be accumulating picks? Don't you think they're then going to – your, your, you could use your turkeys picks. don't agree with each other. You can use those picks to move up, number they're one. They're not number communicating. Two, <laughs> number two, I'm not gobble, convinced. Gobble, gobble. I'm, 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 I'm not convinced that they, that they use two seventh-round picks, right? Because like from their perspective, seventh-rounders are, are not that much – Flush them down the toilet? No, they could trade. I mean, they would love to trade a seventh this year for a sixth next year, right? Uh, I, I mean, they had what, four undrafted guys. So six next year. They had four undrafted guys make the team. I mean, they could do what I do in Madden and just like keep trading back until <laughs> one like seventh round pick turns into the you know like a third round pick five years later. You know, you just keep trading the rounds one <laughs> one year later. Yeah, maybe that's what they'll do. <laughs> Once again. Once again, the um, the correct formula for general managing an NFL team has been laid by the way that Zach does an imaginary game. First, they need to follow his uh, rotisserie baseball auction strategy. Now they need to follow his Madden strategy. Former Madden, uh, former Madden strategy, by the way. I, I, I don't know what the database says right now, but former Madden strategy, yes. All right, Zach. Uh, will the Eagles make a trade? between today, right now, and the Saturday of draft weekend that involves a veteran either coming or going, yes or no? How do you classify veteran? Do they have to have three years? No, anyone who has played, who has been, okay. the, anyone who's not a draft pick. Okay. So I'm I'm going to game theory this year, 
and I'm just going to take one side that I, I know I'll get a side here. I'm going to go 50-50. Okay? Okay. Yeah. I went 54, no, 46, yes, because yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a little bit unmoved on this one, too. Exactly. So uh, Usually I, I there think... are more irons in the fire on this one. Um, like, I, if they're going to trade somebody from the current roster, you know, Quez Watkins is the guy who makes the most sense. They mm -hmm. went out of their way to gas him up today. Um, he would It would save a little bit of money cap-wise and – you know, let's say they draft a wide receiver in the third round. You could you could send Quez away for a, a six round pick or something like that. Um, in terms of like acquiring a veteran, you know, I guess safety or linebacker are probably the two positions you would look at. But I don't I don't know that I see that happening. By the way, I I did not mention this in the news update, but the Eagles with a signing yesterday. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes, Olamide. Uh, Lombarde Zacchaeus, uh, who is a South Jersey native, went to St. Joe's Prep, was on St. Joe's Prep team, I believe, with DeAndre Swift, John Runyon Jr., and played <laughs> what? Uh, and I mean, he actually odds must have been off the board that that was that you're going to nail that. He he played against loyal Birds with Friends listener Matt Ryan, Casey Young, um, who mm. went to. Based on a DM, and in case I'll respond to you, but I I, I, I did see this. Oh wow, you're reading his DM aloud, but you haven't even yeah. deigned him worthy of a response yet. That's... Went to the Shabbity, played the state semis against them, and yeah, and really stood up for his teammate DeAndre Pollard, who went to Villanova. I got. I mean, like, you, as, as a local guy who's got Zach in his last name, what? How, how could he be more your guy? <laughs> and he's short too, right? I mean, we're, I'm all in on on on. On Zacchaeus. Is it, am I pronouncing it correctly, Zacchaeus? I don't know. I need a Dane pronunciation guide for this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hola, my day, Zacchaeus. Oh, Zacchaeus. Oh, Zacchaeus. Oh, Zacchaeus. I, oh, and another thing, by the way. You know where he went to college? Uh, to get more knowledge? No, where? Not why. Where? A place America? I used to cover. Virginia just, Tech? Went to Virginia. Mm. Yep. He's, I believe, the all-time leading receiver of Virginia. If memory serves, he broke Billy McMullen's record. Ah, Billy Mack. Mm -hmm. Nice. Another classic Eagle. All right, Zach. Uh, will the Eagles draft a quarterback? Yes or no? My turn to go first. I have 78 on no, 22 on yes. Uh, I have uh, 10 on no. I have 90. Oh, or I'm sorry. I have 90 on no, 10 on yes. Okay. I don't think they're going to try. I think they're going to need some extra volume to make that happen. Um, yeah. But you're not buying Ian Book, man. They kept yeah, on the roster. I'm waiting, I'm for, waiting for the paperback. Ha ha ha. Very. That is such a dad joke I've ever heard. <laughs> that, that in the towel line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they kept him on the roster last year for a reason. I think they like him. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Mariota's on a one-year deal. It's not it's, I mean, they could they still they still believe the same things they believed when they tried to draft Jalen Hurts, right? They they're gonna want a cost controlled backup true. quarterback. That's, That's true. Not a crazy shot to take. All right, Zach. Will the Eagles draft a specialist? A long snapper, a kicker, or a punter? Yes or no. 
Uh, I am going 90 for no, 10 for yes. But uh, credit to Dane Brugler. We did not ask him this in ZB and the Wolf, but had a punter going in round seven to the Eagles. That's right. I have 98 on no, okay. two on yes. Uh, so you trump me on this one. All right. This is an interesting one now. Wait, real quick. Is the scoring done based on the accumulation of turkeys or in the categories? What do you mean? Like, uh, so if... as It's not as, whoever as, wins as, the most individual categories. It's whoever amasses the highest number of total turkeys. That's what I meant. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. so it's it's not done by category. It's not right. So, so if, yeah, if there's yeah. if there's one big blowout answer, that's a huge yeah. So it's it's your point. aggregate score. Okay. Yes, correct. Okay. So when I made that 50-50 reference, you probably had no idea what I was talking about. I mean, I think I understood what you were saying. Yeah. I just didn't. But it made no it point. It's a four-point swing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Um, big one here. Mm-hmm. The Eagles' very first pick, whatever it is. There are four categories we have here. Mm-hmm. Defensive line, cornerback, offensive lined, lined, <laughs> offensive line, and other. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first. Okay. I have it. 51 turkeys on defensive line. And that includes edge? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and for the record, Nolan Smith is considered defensive line, even though he's a linebacker. He's considered yeah, defensive he's line edge, yeah. for the, for this purpose. Okay. Fifty-one defensive line, thirty-eight offensive line, ten on corner, and one on other. Hmm. Okay. Um, I am going with forty-five on D line. 30 on O-line, uh, 15, uh, uh, so I, I did 45 and 30, so that brings me up to 75. You're doing so it live? F- yeah. 
The, I, I, he only got through four during the commercial break. <laughs> He's listening okay, to your like, yes, you can just clearly cheat. This is outrageous. no 15, 15 on corner, and then the remainder and on other. other. So that's 10. Yep. Okay. If they made an Actually, other no. pick, go ahead. I'm going to go 20 on corner and five on other. You can't just cheat now. That's cheating. All right, then give me 15. I really don't care. But... I'm, you got to stay with 15 and 10. All right, fine. Touch move. I got to tell you, things are going to keep me up at night. This will not be one of them. So, If they made an other pick, yeah. water gun to your toe, who would it be? Would it be Bijan? In a trade-down situation, yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. I think he's the most likely other. Uh, you can make a case. Uh, like, I don't think, I mean, maybe if they trade way down Brian Branch, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't think they're taking Bruce mm-hmm. Sanders or Jack Campbell that high. I don't think they're taking a wide receiver. You can, I mean, you could really, if you want to be crazy, try to sell me on like Michael Mayer or something like that. But that seems like a tough, that seems like a tough yeah. sell. Yeah. The other was not a good bet for me. Uh, I'm fine with that. I should have okay. done this ahead of time. I was writing a story, which will be online. At some point tonight. Okay. Well, I mean, I was also writing a story. We co-wrote it together. <laughs> I found the time. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I sent the categories out, you know, this afternoon, to be fair. What time did you send them out? They I'm were curious. sent out pretty early. <laughs> I, will, I will give them that. Um, oh, on, on, on Slack, you mean? Yeah. One one fifty p.m. Uh, all right. The press conference, from the press conference on, I haven't done anything except think fail to prepare, prepare to fail. (laughs) I did think about what I was going to say on the show, but I didn't think about this game. Okay. Well, hopefully you lose because of that. (laughs) We have a ball don't lie situation. That's fine. All right, Zach. Second pick, the uh, Eagles second pick, same categories, defensive line, cornerback, offensive line, and other. I'll let you go first this time. 30, 30, 30, 10. Wow. What? I mean, act like you want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, I'm, I, I don't know. 30, 30, 30, 10. I'm sorry. Are we, are we bothering you? (laughs) You're mad because I, I didn't do 32, 28, um, like 12. Just because I said this is the least prestigious of the games doesn't mean you have to treat it like a piece of garbage <laughs> how is that you're still like trying to win garbage. i'm diversifying my turkeys here okay what's your 10 other yes yes i i think there's because i it's it's dynamic bo and i are doing this exercise right now um for it comes out it comes out monday i hope you read our, our piece that came out this week where we ranked 15 options at uh at number 10 or with the eagles first pick we should say and now we're ranking 15 options with the eagles second pick and the challenge is it's dynamic in that if they take an edge rusher in that with that first pick they're not going to take an edge rusher with the second pick right so that's that's the hard part here so i i like the corners uh you know i really like emmanuel forbes uh i know Bo doesn't uh, Bo's Bo's not into ball skills at all. You know, he just have you watched um, his interceptions, Zach? I have, Bo. Yes, yes. He makes he has six interceptions. He makes one good play. The other ones no, are like literally let... guys dropping the ball and handing them to him, or he gets 
or he gets dusted and it's a terrible throw. First off, I am you're, so you're talking about, unimpressed with him. You're talking about his pick sixes. I believe he has 14 interceptions. I am not, so not unimpressed okay? with his interceptions. So let's not let's not uh, let's not undersell him. And and by the way, in order to to get just his pick sixes, I think you need to add up like all the interceptions from the three cornerbacks the other day combined. No, it's not okay? just the pick sixes. I'm not okay. talking about just the pick sixes. Well, you said six, and he had well, that, maybe I, I that was from this year. He had four. He had fourteen, I believe, in college. Fourteen interceptions in college, I believe. Um, ball skills. I think he's like, like bad. Okay. The like, knock on him is that he's one hundred and sixty something pounds. That was the knock on Devontae Smith too, right? He he knows how to play the position. He's a to me he's a he has he has he has good instincts. He has good coverage ability. Uh, I I would I would take him. I oof. Look, we can do. I, I, I have my worst case scenario mock draft coming out tomorrow. He's yeah. the pick at 30. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I'd like Forbes. I, I think Ringo has a lot of upside. Uh, Banks has a lot of tools. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some other guys, Cam Smith's in, in, in that area, but I think, I think there's some, some interesting corners. Um, the, the edge rushers there could be interesting. Ojalari. I like Ojolari. I like Ojolari too. Um, not not that big on on Keon White. Um, Will McDonald is one for me where like he's um, he's similar to me um, to the way that I thought of Brandon Ayuk when we were like all the way focused on those wide receivers that year because the profile I don't like at all. Obviously, he's you know he's twenty four. Um, he's an older player, but I watch him and I really like him. Um, like I really like the way that he moves, uh, and I think he's an interesting player to bet on. You know, obviously they're going to have, they've got that Iowa State connection, so they're going to have yeah. a little uh, insight into him. He's he's a, he's a tough one for me because I it's uh, you know my my eyes and my brain are are not on the same page. I thought he was used kind of odd at Iowa State. I, I think he's going to be a better player in the NFL than mm. he was at Iowa State. Like, it's, I, mean, I mean, to me, he's he's so good around the edge. And there were times when, when when he was like he was in different gaps, and I'm like, just get this guy on the edge. Am I wrong? You know who I was uh, who I liked when I watched was uh, Felix Anadike. Oh, I forget the exact. This yeah, from Kansas, Kansas State. State. Sorry, Kansas Marissa. Marissa says when I when I write down what are you, are you hearing? Uh, is it shaking my mic? It was a little bit, but I, I apologize. Just tried to do it without even bringing it up on the show, Zach. But no, you're such a good producer. I want to give you credit. Yeah, no, go on. Do that. <laughs> I like him. I like the way he moves. Okay. okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I'm I have a little I've, I'm a little bit different than you uh, on these ones. Well, first of all, because I didn't just you know uh, give <laughs> it 30, no 30, thought 30. at all and go 30, 30, 30, 10. Um, <laughs> I have 41 defensive line, 35 cornerback. I only have eight on offensive line, and then I have 16 on other. Um, I don't think that offensive line matches up for them at the back of the first round, just in terms of like where the value is and what they're going to yeah. like. I think at the top, it makes sense because this is are your chance to get a temple, a pillar player. And I don't think that I see that necessarily at, at 30. I mean, you know, are they going to love Darnell Wright if he's there? Maybe. Um, is that Anton a spot? Harrison. Is there a spot yeah. for Anton Harrison or, you know, Dewan, Dewan Jones, Jones, if you want to take a bet? I don't, I don't think it is for them. Um, I think they have other, I think if they don't take the guy who's going to be, we think he's going to be like the next Lane Johnson. Then I think they're more looking for depth on 
you know, late day two, early day three. Um, and so I don't see it there. Uh, and I do think that's a spot where they could take a running back or a linebacker or a safety. So I've got a little bit more there. My concern. I do. I agree with you though. The corner is a, is a, maybe a sweet spot there. My concern with offensive tackle, um, is that I think there's a drop off, right? Like I, I think if, I mean, Jones has just such intriguing size. Uh, it kind of reminds you of Orlando Brown a few years ago, I think with a little better feet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard, you know, I mean, last year, uh, Daniel Falele dropped to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think Jones is, is better. I mean, there are games when, when Jones is just awesome. Uh, I mean, he was a high school, as you can see in the beast, he was a high school prospect. I've read, I've read, uh, you know, credit to, uh, Tyler Dunsight go long. He has the, um, he has the Bob McGinn scouting reports and like the scouting reports for Dewan Jones were all over the place, <laughs> but, uh, it does feel like the kind of guy who stopped would, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you can't teach. I mean, it, you just can't pro- teach that size, but, but the thing is, so, so Howie Roseman had a quote on Jason Kelsey's podcast where he talked about trades compared to technique. But the other thing that, that he said there is, is like the right mentality. Right. And so you, you need to gamble on the right mentality. Jordan Mailata had was blessed with, you know, six, eight, 360 pounds and can move. But the, but the other thing is Jordan was so determined to get better and took coaching really well. And Jeff Stoutland's going to coach you hard. So, so that's a critical factor, but I mean, Dewan Jones is like 21 years old, special size, right? Uh, if, if you think he has quick feet, you can develop him for two years and he's your starting right tackle in two years for Lane Johnson. The problem I have with Dewan Jones for the Eagles is he's just a tackle, right? I mean, he's too Fair. big to play guard. Yeah, he, he's six eight, um, and he's like this enormous guy. Whereas, I think that's like I, I really think that's part of why Paris Johnson is like the perfect fit because there's an there's an he's he can back up four positions right away. Probably um, he can he can easily slide into a starting spot at guard until Lane Johnson is there. And then he can be ready to take over for Lane Johnson. It's just such a, an ideal fit for filling this, the yeah. holes that they have. Whereas uh, it's not the same with Dewan Jones. And I, and I think like the thing that, that Harry Roseman said today about the health, I mean, I, I think the offensive line is, is I think the two places to think about that are cornerback and offensive line. Um, you've got two guys over 30 at cornerback. They're going to need bodies there. And an offensive line, like, yeah, they've got a penciled-in starting five right now, but of their top eight from last year, they lost two guys. You know, They lost Isaac Sayamalo, and they lost Andre Dillard. They have real, like, and, and, and Howie Roseman has talked before about, like, offensive line injuries have sunk us in the past. I think he is very aware of, needing another good player uh, on the offensive line. And why are you not sold on Anton Harrison? Uh, I'm not, player? I'm not, I'm not out on Anton Harrison okay. necessarily. Uh, I think the profile is fine. I probably have to do a little bit more digging on him, but um, I don't, yeah. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. He's just, I like, I would, I would think he would make a little bit more sense than Dewan Jones at the back of the first round mm-hmm. uh, for what he can do. But, uh, and what, and how do you feel about Skaronsky, Zach? How do I feel about him? I, I mean, I think he's a really good player. And I just wonder if... Uh, if I can't get there if, at like, 10. This is, yeah, if like, if he's a pro bowl guard, 
and that's what he and he's and he's great you know it's but he's not you know he he's not like an all-world tackle and i keep going back to your articles from 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 last year or i'm sorry from last week if you want to get a top tackle or you want to get a top defensive tackle or you want to get a top edge rusher it's hard to find him outside the top half of the draft. You can I mean, find maybe good you guards think that he's a tackle, but yeah. it's it I mean, hasn't been done with with those arms. Yeah. And not, I also think, and this is maybe this is unfair, um, like typecasting because he's a white guy from Northwestern. Yeah. But you talk about like the Stoutland thing of getting the most out of the guy. He does seem like a guy who is a little bit maxed out already. Like I don't know how much better he's going to get, and maybe that's unfair. Um, you know, everybody talks about the, the Zach Martin comp and that's yeah. obviously if you could take Zach Martin in 10, you probably would, but it's I mean, like, the Northwestern if he's thing, not, I, yeah. if he's not an all pro guard, then it's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, Slater came out of Northwestern a, a, a few years ago, right? you know, shorter was, arms, was, although they were longer than Skaronsky's. Yeah. I think the, the Zach Martin thing, I think that's, a, that's, that's, that's fair. I'll, you know, that's, that's not like comparing white guy to white guy. It's, it's just, um, someone who's, who's, who's going to have to probably move inside in the NFL. And if you're okay, getting like a pro bowl guard at number 10, I don't think Skaronsky's gonna be a bad player. Like I, I think he's going to be, uh, just a really good player and he could be a pro bowl guard at 10. I would just rather a tackle or an edge rusher or a defense tackle. Yeah. I just think like the, the. You know, it's you know, Howie Roseman said the thing today about how if if you know if you're if you're if you're focused on position but you take a bad player in a, an important position, you know that's not a good pick. But if the like if the pick is not worth it unless the guy hits his like 90th, 90th percentile outcome, like he's he's an all pro guard, or unless Bijan Robinson is one of the three best running backs in the league every year for the next four years. I don't want to take that bet because there's yeah. so much more variance to what could actually happen. Whereas if Paris Johnson is only like an average starting tackle, that's still a good pick. That's still fine at 10, right? Like if, if, um, if Nolan Smith is never more than a third edge rusher, but he gets you six and a half sacks a year and he plays all five years and he's a part of the rotation, that's not a great pick, but it's, it's still like that. That downside is much better than the downside of oh, you just got a you just got an okay guard. That's not it's not the best use of resources. I don't think. I I can't speak for Howie Roseman, but I I think Howie Roseman is hyper focused on succession plans for his top guys. Like for these, he now it doesn't have to be this year, right? There's if Lane Johnson plays two more years, like he says, then you have next year's draft, and you have potentially the year, the draft after that. But as we've talked about time and time again, you don't know when you're going to get this type of opportunity. So if you think Paris Johnson can be a starting, like a top level starting tackle in the league, and he's on the board at ten, then you, I, I just think Howie Roseman. Um, I think I think the way you're framing that, I, I like that. Yeah, like he he's built he the team with Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox. He wants yeah, to and find Brandon Graham. Yep, and Brandon Graham, and he's yeah. he thinks he has his Kelsey. He yeah. might be looking for his lane. You know, Jordan Davis is a different player, yeah. obviously, than Fletcher Cox, but that's part of yeah. the reason they took him. I think I think that's a good framing. Yeah. I like that. I, I like I I really think he's he's thinking in those terms, right? Like who's these succession plans are very important. That's that was the that was the Cam Jurgens pick, right? 
um, to an extent that was the Jordan Davis pick, right? Like they're, I like that they're thinking these. So, so I, I keep thinking about tackle. Now I think I see this in the, in, in, in the chat. I think Chicago's taking a tackle, but as, as we've discussed, there are, you know, potentially three, either two or potentially three tackles. If, if, if you look at Skaronsky, you know, depending, but Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones are like true offensive tackles. So, Two players to watch for sure. All right, so we got four left here. Uh, okay. Will the Eagles here. trade away a 2024 pick over the course of draft weekend? Uh, it's my turn to go first. I have 95 on yes and five on no. Okay. Um, you with those round numbers, right? Can you put a little more thought into this, Bo? Like, <laughs> you take this game a little more seriously. Uh, I got I got 61 yes, 39 no. Okay. I really think they're going to. I think it just makes sense. I mean, they don't even want they don't want 12 picks next year. 12 picks yeah. next year, right? Like but I, I do think they want some ammo uh to trade to potentially do some training camp trades. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Like I I, th- I think that uh they've seen they've seen in in the past that you can get value in August for a guy who's falling out of favor somewhere. And, and I think they're going to want some picks to deal. Now they have a stack cupboard. They have 12 picks, right? 12 picks. You don't want 12 picks. You don't have 12 spots on your roster. Um, so, uh, but I could, I could see them. I could see them trading from 2024. Yeah. So I probably right, should be Next up um, over the course of draft weekend, they will make more picks on which side of the ball offense, defense, or push. Uh, um, sorry, 40, 40, 10. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, let's, let's go, uh, 35 offense, 45 defense, 10 push. Oh, interesting. 35 offense, 45. That's, that doesn't add up. It'd be 20 then. You want 10 on, you want 20 on push? Yeah. 20 on push. Sorry about that. Okay. I have 15 on offense, 51 on defense, and 34 on push. So you're rooting for offense. That's not crazy. I mean, but I don't know. Not much else to add there. Two left, Zach. Will the Eagles draft a pair of teammates? Hmm. Yes or no? Obviously, two years ago, Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. Last year, Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. Will the Eagles draft a pair of teammates? I say 40 yes, 60 no. I'll go 35 yes and 65 no. If they draft a pair of teammates, call your shot. I like this game. I was actually thinking about this. I think the most likely teammates for them to draft are Nolan Smith and Keely Ringo. Hmm. I'm going Jalen Carter, Darnell, Washington. Oh, interesting. Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo is good too. And I think, uh, and, you know, Jimmy Kemsky had this the other day. I'll, How about I'll Christian probably... Gonzalez and Noah Sewell? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, so... Jimmy Kemsky had this the other day. I'll probably have this in a mock draft next week. We'll have our final mock drafts. The 
to trade up at 10 and trade down at 30, right? Like trade up for Jalen Carter at 10, trade down at 30 into the second round. And yeah, I think, I mean, not, not to take away from Jimmy, but yeah. I think that's what we've been talking yeah. about for the past month. I think that's exactly like kind of chalk. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I could see that. And, and you've been calling it for a while now, trading up with the 2024 second round pick. You mm -hmm. think that's, that's the chip they're going to use, which makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to protect that first rounder next year, like in case, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh, absolutely. Right? And you've seen that time and time again, where a team trades the first, they're like, we're going to be really good. It doesn't matter. And then, <laughs> they, you know, the quarterback gets hurt week one. And so you're everybody, screwed. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you want to keep that first rounder, but I do think that second rounder will be ammo because they have two of them. And so the Saints one could be the one you trade. Or, right. So. All right. Last one, Zach. Uh, last, so they've drafted from the national champions each of the past two mm -hmm. years. And we know that they like the big programs now. So we've got the four biggest programs in college football on the board here. Will the Eagles draft a player from either or any of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state or Princeton? Yes or no. Well, Michigan fans will take umbrage to this, right? Why is Ohio state over them? Michigan won this year. Uh, but will they, uh, I am going with, I don't think they're going to draft a Princeton guy. No offense. I'm going 75, 25. Mm. I think they're going to take either an Alabama, Georgia or Ohio state guy. I have 79, 21. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think they're going to draft one of those guys, but all right. Which one do you think is, you think George is most likely? Yes, I think Georgia is the most likely. There are just more, I agree. more options. Yes. You could do Will Anderson, Brian Branch, I guess. Kind of tough to make that happen. You also got to be thinking the next day, too. I know. I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Like, it could be, you know, Chris Smith is the safety they take or, you know, something mm. of that nature. So. Okay. What about if that does it have to be where they finish? Does it have to be where they finish school? Can Drew Sanders count as an Alabama guy? No. Okay. So the yeah. Jalen Hurts thing isn't in effect. Correct. Okay. Okay. How you feeling, Zach? You feel good? I feel great. I love these pods. Draft pods are awesome. You don't like the rest of them? No, I like. I did not say that, Bo. Uh, no, I enjoy. I enjoy the draft pods. I'm excited for next week. I feel like it's crept up on us, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I feel like a little bit less time this year. Yeah. It's yeah. a result of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I like there this any... game. I, I know you said this is like the lowest on the, the totem pole of games, <laughs> but I like this one. I think we need a... Did a... you want to play along, Marissa? Should we redo no. it? And you can... No, no, no. You don't have to redo it. I no. think this, though. If, if the Eagles take a Maryland player, Marissa yeah. wins. Deal. The whole that game? One. That's not the fair. The whole game. No, <laughs> no I think it's very reasonable for the draft I Deontay Banks. I get, I get a point for that last one. So Deontay Banks Deontay or... Banks, yeah. How about or she gets 100 Duncan. turkeys? Jam and Duncan, yeah. yeah. 100 turkeys for what? No, I'm trying to think of a way to... Oh, she should it. win this game. She, be, she should no, be the game No, that's winner. ridiculous. No, we're, yeah. we're not giving her pity. <laughs> it's not pity. Yeah. I, got those, I got those points in Swooper. Because, you know, I am the reigning super champion. Yeah. I mean, that's not true. <laughs> you got Rakeem literally, literally not true. I'm the champion. Rakeem Jarrett. Yeah. There's Rakeem a lot Jarrett. of Maryland guys. 
This yeah. is, I think. Yeah, Dante Demas Jr. Yeah. yeah. This was, I don't, the, in in my recent memory, there's, this is the most Maryland guys that could get drafted. I don't know. I don't have, I don't have fa- my, uh, my facts on that. Do I you like Banks, up, Zach? But... I like the profile. I like right? it. Right? Yeah. I like the profile. Um, I'd like Ringo. Yeah. I, I wouldn't kill them for Banks. Good athlete. Good coverage ability. Doesn't have four versus ball skills, but that guy's still... not, he's not even gonna be in the league in a second contract. <laughs> I mean, 14 interceptions, okay? 35 pass defections, pass deflections. Right? This guy gets his his hands on the ball. Which is impressive because uh, I believe he's got really tiny hands. He's got eight and a half inch hands. Um but yeah, he he weighed in at 166 pounds. All right, this isn't a weightlifting contest, right? He, he this is he he. I'm, he's this fo- is big boy football, man. He's a football player, okay. He's he can get run he over. Is, he is a football player. Put that guy across from AJ Brown. What do you think is going to happen? He'll run with him in coverage. No, he won't. <laughs> okay. Slice and dice. It's gonna be a tough, tough scene. Or doesn't like take out on some controversy that James Harden just got ejected. Oh, he just got ejected. Yeah. Wow. Twitter's that's, freaking out. That's fun. Been a, a big day for Twitter freaking out. How are you guys feeling without your check marks? Well, I I got thirty four text messages about this game. How nice so, for you. You ever see? You're so popular, Zach. No, there. It's a it's a thread that I have with my with with some of my brothers. So. Um, so how do I think about what, uh, how, do you, how are you feeling without your check mark? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that the bow impersonators are going to come out now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's going to really, I mean, draft timing, everyone be very careful of, of the accounts you're, uh, getting news from. Just get off Twitter. Time. Let's just, can yeah. everybody get off so that we can, so that I can afford to just get off and I don't have to be on there anymore. Please. I agree. I agree. I think everyone's life would be a little better with a little less scrolling. Yeah. Let's just, let's just end this thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you want people to find your articles. So if that's a mechanism, I would rather there was a better place for them to do it. Okay. That's why I want everybody to leave so that we don't have to be on there anymore. Well, that's a market opportunity for you, Bo. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I'm going to do is I'm going to create new Twitter. (laughs) That's what I got. I have the brain capacity to do that. I have the technical skills to do that. And I have the free time to do that. All of those things are, are possible for me. <laughs> that's how that's how great ideas are born, right? Someone see, yeah, yeah. You identify a problem and you find a solution. <laughs> Get your boy Munger on it. <laughs> Charlie's a little old for that one. but yeah, Who's the ages now? all right uh that'll do it for this episode of birds with friends we will be back on tuesday with the final birds with friends pre-draft egg extravaganza we're gonna have a special guest we're gonna do the owl you know draft get 30 players who we think the eagles might draft maybe we'll get a swooper and then it's all fun and games after that. So uh, lots of stuff coming on The Athletic as well. 
Stay tuned for that. For Zach and Marissa and Dave, we thank you for listening. And Patricia. <laughs> and Patricia. Yes, Zach. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's just good to see good things happen to good people. So uh, <laughs> he, he might. I, I don't know him. I, it's, you shouldn't say that without knowing him. I mean, it is. We can bring up a thing about the pencils and the laminated sheet. Like he's not even using those pencils. It's just. A, it's just an aspect. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. It's true. It's true. Uh, anyway, for all of us, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. And as always, we love you.